Football on off the ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. You're very welcome along, as always, to the football show. Joe Malloy with you this evening. Later on, we're going to talk to Tim Vickery about South American uh, football as uh, Brazil and other South American countries start to undergo final preparations for the World Cup in Qatar. The final international window is uh, on the way. In the meantime, I'll update you on Champions League scores. So we have Liverpool won all at... Anfield at home to Ajax it was uh, Mo Salah who opened the scoring and uh, Kudos equalised uh, brilliantly for Ajax then just before the break or on 27 minutes rather another chance or two just before the break so one all at uh, Anfield with about 48 minutes gone in that game that's in Group A in Group B Bayer Leverkusen and Atletico are nil all uh, Porto nil Bruges 2 in Group C we have Victor Pilsen nil Inter Milan 2 that is a full time for you Bayern Munich 1 Barcelona 0 they've taken the lead that one is on in Munich that goal has just gone in for Bayern this evening against uh, Barcelona and uh, Spurs beaten this evening full term results Sporting Lisbon 2 Spurs uh, 0 is uh, where we are in Group D very happy to bring in Matt Slater of the Athletic match you're very welcome yeah, thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, very well. I don't know if you're watching events at uh, Anfield. I feel like on this show uh, over here in Ireland, we've talked about the Queen far more than we uh, ever expected to. But um, there were uh, isolated boos, I think is how it's generally been uh, reported. And uh, I think there was an initial boo in the silence. And then the vast, vast, vast majority of the stadium almost tried to hush that person and said, you know, quiet. Mm. And then another sustained few seconds of uh, quiet and then uh, more isolated shouts, which is always so eminently easy to do as an individual when it's a minute silence. And uh, referee, I think, figured after about 25, 30 seconds of that, uh, let's just wrap this uh, thing up and, and move yeah. on. And uh, in some ways, much ado about nothing, but I suspect you'll be seeing lots of headlines over the coming 24 hours and, and uh, a discussion as to what it all means. Yeah, I, I don't have any more to add. I think you're right. I think there will be a discussion about it. I, I haven't got uh, a particularly strong view, I'm afraid, either way. Um, maybe maybe, a, maybe a round of applause is the way to go. I don't know. Well, the reason we have you on is that you've written a piece for The Athletic and the headline, Is Winning the Transfer Window More Fun Than Winning Football Matches? Uh, caught the ice. wanted to chat to you about the changing mm. nature of... Uh, the transfer window and where we are in 2022 because you do say at one point in the article and um, I haven't spent much time with young football fans if you like me have spent much time with young football fans this summer yeah. you'll be wondering if they actually prefer transfer talk to the matches so uh, it's kind of an interesting yeah. development talk to us well I mean I could get them on if you like I think they're watching <laughs> the game downstairs but I mean look I've been um, thinking about this for a while they need to transfer talk really annoys me um I mean, I mean obviously there are some really really big transfers and it makes the world go round and it gets us all talking and it, we're in the entertainment business so yeah I, I get that and of course if your club signs someone really really good it's really really exciting but it's more just the way we talk about them the, the length we talk about them um yeah, it just it just it drags on a bit. Anyway, the, the, my my thoughts were crystallised in particular this summer because my kids have reached an age where they know quite a lot now. I mean, they know more about the people that are playing tonight for in the Champions League than I do, and I and and it got me thinking about well, well, why and how, and it and I'd already written about 
FIFA, the power of the FIFA game and fantasy games. And it, it, it reminded me of conversations I had when I wrote those articles about gamification, this sort of concept that, that video games are kind of creeping into life, the way we just the way we shop, the way we rank things, qualification. Um, there is this sense that certainly FIFA, the game, has really, really influenced the way an entire generation of fans think about the game, talk about the game, how they came to the game. It's very different to the way I came to the game. And all these thoughts were sort of buzzing around my head as I heard them arguing in the back of the car with unbelievable certainty that player X was better than player Y because in the game, he objectively is. Mm. And that, I think, is the difference. Once upon a time, we used to round the pub, but we didn't really know it was an opinion. Mm. But when they say it, they don't think it's an opinion. They think it's a fact because in the game, he's better. Very interesting. Uh they're in the right league if they're Premier League fans, because as your uh, piece points out as well, the extent to which the Premier League is dominating at the moment is yeah. quite something unprecedented, really, I suppose. At Premier League clubs, you say, spent £1.9 billion on new players mm. in the transfer window just gone. That is more than Serie A, La Liga and the Bundesliga combined. It's only when you throw in Ligue 1 that those other uh, four big leagues just nudge ahead yeah. of the Premier League, but uh, only by a percentage point. So even when you throw in league on Europe's top five leagues, the Premier League has spent 49% of this money, which is just extraordinary. It is. The, the numbers are, are staggering. They, there was a whole raft of them that came out at the end of the window. Um, I think Premier League clubs beat the net. They beat a billion in terms of a net spend for the first time. The summer window... Um, you don't even need we don't even wait for the January window. This this year, this 2023-23 season will be the biggest spend by the Premier League. We talked, you've just mentioned the huge disparity in spending between the Premier League and everybody else. Um, the market is pretty much dried up everywhere else. I mean, because Barca and Real, well, Barca actually sort of uh, you know did actually start spending this time, but but many of the other big spenders in the last few seasons just 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 aren't. And the reason for that, of course, is is, is TV money. And just how the Premier League came through COVID um, much stronger than the rest of them. The international TV money is now just just seeing the Premier League stretch off towards the hills. So the sort there is a semi-serious point in my my moan about transfer talk, mm. in that why are we focusing so much? I mean, I mean, why us? I mean, like the media. I mean, my my company will openly admit that transfer talk is is good for business. Um do we do we put too much store in 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 transfers because the numbers suggest no it the the better predictor of where you're finishing a table is your is your wage bill which is about how you kind of value players you already have whereas transfers you're buying kind of hope and expectation and it's not a fantastic way of predicting where you're finishing the table it's not bad but it's just not as good as wages and you, know, you start to think about well that makes sense, right? Because a good, successful team is tweaking as opposed to overhauling. And we've got lots of data going back years to suggest that, to, to, you know, to, to, to demonstrate that. So so I just sort of thought the modern fan seems to absolutely love transfer talk, knows much more about players, genuinely seems to think that the way that we rank players is objective, has a fantastic forum in terms of social media where they can bounce this stuff around and get instant feedback. So 
the way we're doing transfer talk has changed. But I also sort of think that we are still missing the point. And are we willfully missing the point? Because it is about selling hope and expectation. And mm. that is what keeps the circus going. Yes, it's a very happy delusion. Because you say even on the Athletic that on you know, transfer deadline day that all the... Massive. stories there are like uh, lapping the other stories by a considerable distance because I like I'm certainly I mean everyone's different I suppose but of a, a persuasion whereby uh, I just kind of roll my eyes at most transfer stories beyond the very big ones and almost think to myself well I'll read it when it's done or I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll check in on transfer deadline day and, and see when it's all done but uh, so it, it would seem that even you know the, the the slightest links which invariably and so often come to nothing uh, people continually click on them week after week, year after year. This is the uh, the sugar morsels for uh, fans. Yeah, it, what it is, and 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 the more I sort of dug into it, it's it's not that unusual, right? I mean, when Italy was the biggest league in the nineties, they were obsessed with transfer talk. They still are. They're, they're, you know, it's what Italians do on the beach. They read about transfers. Um, you think about US sport. The biggest one of the biggest events is draft day. Yeah. Um, at the Athletic, are we have an entire team that spend all year working on the NFL draft, doing doing amazing reports on all the college players, the build up, what the what the teams need. It's a team that mm. do it all year round. So, so the, the football fans that I'm kind of upset about, like I, my kids, or not upset, but kind of you know, <laughs> just, can, you, can you just turn it in? I mean, it's just an opinion, right? It's not a fact what you've just said. They are not that unusual. No. And and I think I spoke to various academics for the piece, and I think one of them put it brilliantly. And he's he is a labour market expert. He's an economics professor, and he said, "Look, if you focus on a particular single transfer, it can seem irrational. You can sort of say, well, they've overpaid, right? It doesn't make any sense. That player's good, but are they sixty million euros good? No, they you know they they've got, they had some guys in the in the the academy that that might have filled that role. We we won't know, right? But it, but the actual overall spending is rational because the clubs are handed the money by media companies to create the show. And what creates show and hope and expectation, what gets people through the turnstiles and, and paying for their TV subscriptions, hope. And transfer spending is fantastic at, at hope and expectation. And that is why I get this idea sometimes that some fans, certainly 12, 13, 14-year-old fans, almost prefer that bit. Yeah. They prefer that bit because nothing's gone wrong yet. And it's perfect, isn't it? The team is perfect. Yeah. No, it is. It's because uh, like football uh, changes with each generation, and and like uh, the the next generation up are uh, dealing with it in a totally different way, as you've said to you and I. So, for instance, and uh, I mean, I'm getting you to hang your kids out here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have uh, to get them. Th they'll never see this. They'll never see this. So, when they're arguing in the back seat about a prospective transfer to their favorite team, or they're discussing, you know, who's bought the better player, and they're saying, "Well, no, X is better than Y, and he's faster, and he's got better skill, or whatever the metrics on FIFA are." Have they gone a step further and said, well, actually, I took the time to watch 15 minutes of his highlight reel on YouTube and, and I have my own opinion, my own thoughts on him, or is it very much, this is what FIFA says, this is what the metrics say, and so my data beats your data? No, it's, 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 it is both now. They are, they are doing that little bit of research. Okay. And again, that's a very modern thing, right? And you're right, it is the clips. It's the clips thing that they love. And that's how they kind of watch all football these days. Yeah. So it, it's... I, 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 Desperately poor standard of music in those clips, by any yeah. standard, I would say. It's quite it's well, quite stunning. 
Well, I mean, we're, we're going to go off into a whole kind of gamification <laughs> debate here. I agree with you on the clips, probably because they haven't paid the rights. Yeah. But how are people coming to music now? The way my kids come to music is, oh, I heard this on FIFA. TikTok. Yeah. yeah I mean, like kind of really good stuff. Like kind yeah. of, you know, oh, this song. Oh, I know this song. It's from FIFA. And I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. And that's how people are, are now starting to, you know, release music. But but you look, it's it's the... The game, the data from the game and the cheaper free games that they play on their mobile phones where they're sort of building fantasy teams constantly and playing them, that's how they kind of get a sense of who's good and who's not good and this knowledge about the sort of second left back in, in uh, IX or whatever. Yeah. That's that's how they're doing that. But then they are, when their club is linked with someone, and I've got Man United fans and Man City fans in my family, when they having these, they then go off and look for clips. Okay. Right? So, so one of the big rows was... Did Liverpool overpay for Darwin Nunes versus how much Man United were paying for Anthony? Now that that you know that role that role that that involved violence <laughs> and, and and like you know I sort of I knew almost every angle of that from just the, the the blazing row in the back seat and then of course a bit of Haaland as well. I mean, well, I at least knew about Haaland. The other two, I'll be honest, I didn't I, I couldn't say I knew that much about them yeah. apart from I've heard of them and I know what teams they used to play for and so would they have known them like even pre Nunes or Anthony being linked to Manchester and Liverpool just via like FIFA and the, and the game is it like is it that kind of they'll say they'll say they did yeah I'm okay. not entirely convinced I think the minute they see it on social media they start to do the homework they start to play as these players they start to sort of form a picture of them and 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 then you know they're watching Goldbridge and whatever on Man United on, on YouTube and 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 hearing more mm. and, and and it's like but you know within within it happens really fast this accumulation of knowledge it's it's amazing isn't it and, and like by the way this this sounds like we're saying one's uh, one approach is right and and one's wrong it's it, it's more just to observe how it's all changing because each their own but like you think of I. Graeme Souness on uh, TalkSport and on his Monday show now, he'll be sitting there talking about Anthony and he'll be asked about him and he'll say, well, we've got to give him 20, 30 games, if not a season or two to see what he's like versus the next, yeah. could you imagine the next generation listening to that going, what? That's not... They should get, they should, honestly, they should get a 14-year-old on to just say, what do you want about Although I know he, everything. I know everything about this Everything guy. about him. Although, in, in a way, Souness is also right. Like, what the 14-year-old's yeah, not awesome. taking into account as well is, 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 is in, uh, what's Anthony, is he going to settle in Manchester? Yeah, and yeah, is, yeah. You know, the physicality yeah. and all these various things. So, it's just amazing how it has changed over uh, not that long a time, like a decade ago even. Oh, it's 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 rapid. And uh, you know, we, we, even when you work in it, you work in sort of media, you sort of think... I like to think I've vaguely got my finger on the pulse here. Yeah, the, the gamification element is 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 alien to me, and um, it it is. I mean, it's, there's a theory that it's it's how soccer kind of broke America, eventually broke America, as opposed to sort of like the Cosmos and you know the, the World Cup in '94 and all that. Yeah. It they they really got it when particularly athletes, celebrity athletes, you know, from the other sports started to talk about FIFA, started to play FIFA. That is when it got into college dorms. And that's when you got this whole generation and, oh, we can watch Premier League on Saturday, Saturday mornings. And, you know, suddenly you had this, this amazing amount of knowledge and they were they were then able to play as, as, as their players. So, mm -hmm. so there is this sort of theory that the video games were what did it in the end.
Football on off the ball with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. The best rugby insight and analysis. OTB Sports Rugby. How, how would you argue if Johnny Sexton was to go and win a World Cup with Ireland and lead them to it that he wouldn't be the greatest? Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Football on off the ball with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. I, I guess the other change which has happened in the relative recent past is the transfer window and so we went from yeah. a point where we were ambushed with a transfer every now and then and you know, at certain points in the season unexpectedly to I guess that frenzy of den- mm. deadline day and, and like it became its own entity and its own source of entertainment in itself. Well that's it and and the way we talk about it like can you win the transfer window? I mean that, that is something that my, my kids and, and their generation you know genuinely seem to believe that you can you can objectively win it um but you're absolutely right so the transfer window is a concept it was it was a compromise with the european union you know once upon a time uh you know clubs could could buy players whenever they liked really up until i think there was a cutoff of about march ish but um there was a sort of pushback against that because there there were obviously issues around the competitive integrity of the league. You know, teams could give up effectively and and and, and release players, and you know you could be you could be a very different team at the end of the season than you were at the beginning. So, so there was a, a sense, and I think lots of managers, you know, didn't like dissent or, or, or trouble in the in the changing room. So there was a sort of kind of pushback. No, no, no. Let's get all our transfer business squeezed to the beginning of the season and let's have a sort of a hard deadline but that immediately then brings you up against one of the basic freedoms of the european union you know kind of well who are you to tell me when i can change jobs and mm. that's that's a restraint of trade so transfer windows were i think it was about 2001 2002 were a compromise with the european union that we would do about 16 weeks worth of you can change jobs guys mm. And about 12 of those are going to be in the summer in the off-season. Then we're going to give you sort of a second chance in, in, in January. Now, that's how we've done it in, in, in Europe. There's a, there's, a, there's a window open around the world every day of the year, by the way. You know, that's, that's one of the other sort of fascinating things about transfer windows. Not everyone follows the European pattern. But I, I, think, I think that's intriguing that, that what was intended to almost sort of dampen down transfer talk has, has just... You know, made it go completely nuts. Yes, well, and who, it's certainly who, who in can terms of concept. The, the scenes of uh, fans waving dildos and, and gathering around Sky Sports. I mean, that was like the peak in some respects for the from, for the television age. It was. That was the peak, I think, of sort of transfer deadline day madness. Which, again, if you think about where that came from, it was created by yeah. Sky Sports in yeah. this country, and I think it was heavily influenced by Draft Day. Now, Draft Day is genuinely impactful it's very very important it makes and breaks franchises in, the, in 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 us sport because that is how you get talent that is how the talent is distributed around the league there's a text in from philip who's listening here on uh, 53106 we're talking about matt slater from the athletic who's uh, written a piece about the ever-changing nature of the transfer window and i suppose the interest and, and the way people are interested in transfers the newer generations so philip uh, agrees with your funny he says my three teenage lads know every player in all leagues they rate players way differently to me and they dismiss my opinions they definitely love transfers too thanks says philip you see i think that the, the initial point there's nothing 
unusual or new about his three teenage lads knowing way more than Philip and being way more into it because when I was of a certain age and I was supporting Man United honestly I could tell you what Scholes was going to do before he was going to do it like I just knew these players intimately yeah. and I read everything about, and I was obsessed with them so if I'd, if I'd had the availability of technology I would have gone just as deep but yeah. I guess his, his point about how they rate players differently is very interesting that it is stats based it is influenced by uh, FIFA and yeah. by clips because the way I I guess we're more of a similar generation in terms of how we we um, would have talked about our football. Yeah. The way, the way, for instance, I would talk about like Raheem Sterling would be based on my eye and my feel. And I would say, I can tell you, like he's really, he's a brilliant footballer. I just don't feel he's a great striker of a football, and I don't always trust him to finish a, a chance. I, I just, I, that, that's my feel on it. And yeah, it sounds very reasonable to me. It's a feel. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if I'm just looking at him on FIFA, where no doubt he's very, very hot. And I'm yeah. just looking at the YouTube clips where I'm not seeing the misses, I'm just seeing mm-hmm. the goals. Mm-hmm. Then I would, then I could see a younger type going, nah, you're just, yeah. you're all wrong. I'd, all I'd add another element to that. I'd, yeah. You know, there'd, there'd be people thinking, well, he's fantastic at fancy, yeah. as well. Yeah, you know, he's a great fancy player. Yeah. So you've got you've got the gaming, you've got the clips, you've got the, they're in the fancy team. Suddenly, this player who you and I might have question marks about based on what we're seeing with our eyes and sort of 30, 40 years of watching the game. They're, they're not seeing that or they're not seeing that immediately that's not their first impression of this player yes first impression is the key point because otherwise you're you know we're sitting yeah. here, we're sitting here going god how great are we and the younger generation don't get it yeah. i'm sure they do and as a matter of interest are uh, are those younger people in your world are they watching full 90 minute games uh, but that's a really really good point uh sometimes but i don't think it's it's natural to them i mean i you know certainly i've got four boys right and um i mean Three of them are obsessed. They 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 love football. I I don't know if they would, unless it was Man United, because two of the two really keen ones are Man United fans. But I noticed that even a game doesn't hold their attention. They, you know, they'll, they'll be on their phones. Mm. You know, kind of seeing what's being said about the game. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not mm. the same. But they. But I've dragged them to games, right? So they've been. They probably sit through more than most, I think, of their generation. They go to more games. They go to more bad games as well because I take them to bad football. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they're typical, but, but I think it's a really good question. Are, are younger fans watching 90 Minutes? Cause I don't, you, I don't, I, yeah, hmm. it's, it's hard to know. But then again, God, I mean, I wouldn't like to have my phone use during a match monitored either. Uh, so that could be yeah, true, me too. true me for too. all of us yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, what's been said for uh, maybe a decade now uh, with a certain confidence is that the younger generations as well will be less inclined to support teams and more so follow um, the marquee players so they'll, they'll the Messi Barcelona fans are now Messi PSG fans yeah so you, you said your guys are Man United fans and it's 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 less about one player um, I've got two I've got two United one City one doesn't really care so, you know, I think they've been loyal. I mean, they're pretty young, right? So they've been loyal to their team so far. Um, one of them is a massive Ronaldo fan, huge Ronaldo fan. And one of the common rows in the family is between <laughs> is, is between the United fan who is sort of kind of, I think, a little bit older and is reading more about how Ronaldo fits in the team yeah. and the impact that has on the team and does he want to go and the one who just doesn't want to hear that. The one who is looking at his stats from last year and saying, well, "What are you on about? Yeah. He's our best player. Eighteen goals. Yeah, 
that and that you know and he's he's the goat right and he's won this many ballon d'ors mm. and what you know what are you saying are you even a man united fan so that that that's a you know so i can't see him not i can't see him going to support sporting lisbon or wherever wherever ronaldo goes next mm. but his his love for united is very very entwined with his love for ronaldo mm. Well, the piece on the Atletic is called Is Winning the Transfer Window More Fun Than Winning Football Matches? Uh, this turned into more of a discussion about the Slater family. My children, but, my uh, children yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> no, yeah. that, was, that yeah. there is, I, I would suspect there is perfect a case study as we need, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't possibly comment. I feel like I should get them. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're watching the football, to be fair to them. Well, you can show them this and uh, yeah. Slater, stop fighting in the back of the car, yeah. for God's say, sake. I mean, to answer your, your, your question from a moment ago, yeah. they, they watched the goal show. Right? Oh, they funny, we were just talking about the red zone and, and, and all they that. So the, 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 the BT Champions League yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, is that not the same in Ireland? But they, we, they watch the one where you flip around and you just see the goals. We have BT here, so people would be very aware of oh, it. I, I, yeah. I, I, I still feel like most would would be watching Liverpool Ajax on, on Irish shores today but the, the Champions League goals show is definitely it's know, good it's made it's an good. inroad yeah. Yeah. yeah listen thank you so much you're welcome cheers Matt right. Slater there from The Athletic and again you can catch uh, Matt's piece on The Athletic it's still one all by the way between Liverpool and Ajax I'll run you through all the other scores in a moment football on off the ball is brought to you by Sky watch every UEFA Champions League and Europa League match this season live on BT Sport football on off the ball with Sky all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports <laughs> 